following podcast. This is your reality check with me, Rob Brass, and I've got Regina. How do I say your surname, Regina? I'm going to let you say it so I don't, so I don't box it up. What is it? Gulbenus. Gulbenus. Regina Gulbenus with me here on the show. I always get tripped up with that surname. Regina's a previous guest of mine and she's a business expert. And in this crazy, crazy time of pandemic, uh, I just wanted to bring her on uh, to bring a bit of calm to the chaos and a bit of sense and reason uh, and a little bit of a, a measured thought and a measured approach to actually what's happening in the world right now. So I think you'll like what she's got to say. Regina, welcome to the show. How are you today? Thank you. I am uh, I'm great. I'm trying to navigate like everybody else, trying to help as many people as I can. And thank you for inviting me. This was a pleasant surprise. So uh, I'm glad to be here again. Well, I really enjoyed our conversation last time and I, I enjoyed the, the depth of passion that you have for the work that you do. And no doubt it must be very hard to watch uh, your clients and your friends and the people that you've worked with for many years suffering in this time of a pandemic. So I wanted to talk about that. But before we get into that, if the people that are listening and watching this don't know who you are, can you just give us a, a quick little background? Absolutely. Um, I've been a life and business strategist for almost uh, going, almost 20 years at this point. I mean, 18 years to be more exact. I've primarily for, for the uh, most of the time of my career, I've focused on reorganizing failing companies. I've worked with over 100 businesses, well over probably 65, 70 chapter 11 cases. I'm not an attorney, but I help people reorganize through the process. And now I've shifted my focus to help people grow and scale correctly. I've seen how much chaos uh, financial devastation causes to a family, to a business. So I want to help them before they get to that point. So I still handle um, critical environments within the company, but I'm also adding to the mix, helping businesses that just uh, help them grow correctly. That's really it. So that's where, that's where I'm at. Very nice, very nice. So I've said on a couple of these podcasts that I've been doing, and I've been doing a daily podcast and YouTube video. So make sure if you're watching this that you hit that subscribe button and just scroll on down and subscribe as well if you're watching this in YouTube because uh, we've got lots of great people like Regina on and lots of great content and keeping you updated with the, uh, the pandemic as it plays out and as it relates to business mostly as well. I've said a couple of times on a few of these podcasts now that um, while this is my first pandemic and all things being equal, it'll be my last pandemic experience. Um, I've, I've seen it before. I've seen rapid shifts and rapid changes in markets before where it's really impacted on a business and they have to move now and make quick decisions now or they're going to get left with their pants down and uh, things can go wrong really quickly. What are you seeing happening with your clients and the people that you, you work with in this time? It's a state of flux. What are you seeing happening? Well, unfortunately, what happens in any state of chaos, people get paralyzed by fear. You know, just like in our personal life, business is no different because businesses are run by people just like you and I on a daily basis. So when we hit a state of fear, when business owners hit a state of fear, they start to make decisions that are very emotional, that are fear-based and emotional. And look, whether it's your personal life or your business, I'm sure we can all relate whether you run a business before or not. When we make decisions from an emotional point of view, from an emotional perspective, we just create more of a mess. So for me, the biggest thing right now with the companies that I work with, because I work with nationwide, I work with larger companies, with the companies I work with is really keeping the CEO 
focused on the moment, focused in the right now, and get them up the flagpole, so to speak, not let them get too far in their head and just say, okay, this is what we got to do today. Let's stay focused. And this is how we're going to, you know, do this a day at a time because that's all you can do in a, in a crazy environment like this. A day at a time survival mode. That's all it is. Yeah. In, in times of crisis, that's the way to look at it, isn't it? You know, you've got plans, you've got ideas and opportunities that you've been working towards and, and make it happen. Mm-hmm. What, what are some of the, what, what is something that maybe one or two things that if people are listening or watching this, what can they do if their plan is completely out the window and they've got a whole bunch of anxiety around that? Uh, and they don't know what to do, what, what are some things that they can do to feel like they're, they're back in control or maybe get back control of what's going on? Uh, first and foremost, you either have to know how to navigate through your own chaos and fear. Can you still push through and make logical, reasonable, profitable decisions from a place of uh, fear and chaos? If the answer is no, I suggest you get somebody who can help you, another voice next to you. I know people kind of put it on the back burner, but the fact is, unless you're thinking clearly in a chaotic environment, you can't, you're not going to make good decisions. This is kind of like war going into battle, right? You have to be clear-headed. Otherwise, you're going to pull the trigger and kill the wrong guy. Business is no different. You have to be crystal clear. You have to be very precise, and you have to really aim for the target. You can't do that if you're shaking your hands. Like, it doesn't happen. So if you cannot, if you don't have enough, I think, self-composure to navigate through fear, and it takes a lot of years, I think, of experience to train yourself dealing with fear, get somebody who can help you. Like, don't try to save money in this. Get somebody who can walk you through it. Um, And focus on the moment. And this is important because people, business owners, and people in general, we dimension jump. We in our head go into the future, come back into today with a horrible story and function now as if we're there. And it creates a whole... So my biggest advice is push through fear, push through chaos, make logical decisions, make decisions that are going to make you money and keep you safe right now. Don't worry about your cash flow six months from now, because if you don't secure now, six months from now is not going to matter at all. So mm-hmm. do the now, focus on the now. And another thing that I'm having all of my clients do, shore up all of your relationships. I've having, I'm having one of my clients right now, they're a nationwide trucking company. They do big cargo. I told them, and you know, trucking, there is, it's, it's taken a massive hit because there is no shipments, this and that. Mm-hmm. And I told them, you personally get, a, get on the phone with every single customer. You represent calmness. You represent peace of mind. You represent clarity. You tell them we're not going anywhere. We've got their back. You call all the brokers. You call all the customers. And they wanted to do an email. I said, no, voice on the phone, very organic. You see, all of these things I'm having them do, people think it's not really money-producing activity. The truth is money is made in the things I'm telling them to do because now they've given a peace of mind to the people that trust them with their product, with their service. So they're thinking if they're calm, I'm going to continue giving my business to them. That does make money. So get out of your way, get out of your head, make logical decisions if you can, get somebody who can help you do that. And make your clients feel safe because you need those clients so you can continue making money. Yeah, beautifully said. Beautifully said. The, the voice of reason and calmness in the chaos is right here mm-hmm. on the podcast today. That's beautifully mm-hmm. articulated, Regina. Thank you for that. I, I would add to that the, the one kind of uh, simple version that I use for myself, and it's not just in 
uh, times of business chaos, but it's just in my life in general is I like to focus on the what is instead of the what ifs. Um, there's nothing wrong with playing what if, and that's what makes you human is your ability to project into the future and learn the lessons of the past and create a better future for yourself. But it can also create huge amounts of anxiety for you as well. Because if you're facing an unknown situation about what's going to happen, what if, what if this goes wrong, you send yourself around the bend. So I would add to what you've said there by concentrating on what is, and that stops all the anxiety. And that's, that's the way I kind of get myself out of my head as well. And, and I love what you said about calling people. I've done that quite a bit in the last couple of uh, days, actually. That's worked incredibly well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I do want to add something that... What's going on, it's on a global scale. And if we as business owners do not learn from this, when something else will happen and something else will happen, we're going to be in the same situation. So why are most businesses closing doors right now? Because the main reason is they don't have the cash flow to support themselves even for five minutes if the business goes away. So what is the lesson? Half money in the bank. And I always fight with, I even fight with my clients. Don't grow too fast. Are you looking to make a million dollars or, or are you looking at a bigger profit? Listen, I have worked with companies that are millions of dollars upside down that are depositing $20 million a year and they're running on a constant negative. I have worked with companies that are half a million and they're putting 100000 free and clear into their bank account. So are you, what are you focusing on? More sales or more profit? So people need to learn the lessons. P- p- companies are cash poor. Companies are cash poor. They don't have the cash in the bank, bottom line. So that's why most companies that are going to go out of business are going to go out of business, right? They can't sustain themselves and their employees for a month or two or three just like in our personal lives, we need to have a savings for three, four, five, six months in advance. Business is no different. So I do urge all of the customers, at least that I have direct access to, once this is over, once we outlive that your past decisions, because now we have to outlive the decisions you made in the past, then I'm going to help you make different decisions. And whenever happens, whenever something happens, you better believe we're going to have cash in the bank because now I'm babysitting the process. So I, I urge everybody to learn from this. This is important what's happening and why, yeah. why things are happening the way they are. One of the things that I noticed in 15 odd years of digital marketing is I never really encounter a business that, uh, that has a good shop front and employees and products and services. So they're selling to consumers face to face. I rarely find that businesses like that have their IT dialed in properly. And if an IT business has their online shopping and all of that squared away, they really have an offline version of it squared away as well. It's either one or the other. It's never, they're, they're never perfect and they're never equal like that. And what I would say at this time right now in this state of flux, now's the time to get your online dialed in. Get your online dialed in, get your marketing right. Just once and for all, get that done. Once and for all, build your automation, build your funnels, build your traffic, build all of those things once and for all. So at least you can continue to trade if the foot traffic has gone away, if a lockdown goes for an extended period of time, or the foot traffic has just gone because business has changed the way that it actually works. Mm-hmm. Online is where it's going to. The new norm for now is social distancing. And it doesn't mean because we don't see each other physically that I still don't buy products and services and don't want That's to right. buy things. I'm just going to buy them online. And if you're not online proper, your competitors are. And it's interesting what you said that people, 
right now is the time where people should shore everything up, right? Yes. So um, pe- during times like this, people retrieve, people pull out. I'm more of a mindset, you press in, because if you look at history, his- historical evidence dictates that those people that survive these ca- catastrophes do dominate the market because everybody else either falls off because they don't have the cash flow to sustain it, or they run away, they drop the ball and run away because they're afraid, right? Mm-hmm. So, and as I told one of my clients a couple of weeks ago, listen, if we push through this, you guys will dominate the market because everybody in their industry is really falling off. And when things pick up, they pick up fast and there is nobody, n- nobody to help out the customer and it's going to be us. So I agree with what you're saying. This is when you sure, you've got enough time right now. This is when you shore things up. And you are right. People only... People either have this going or this going. Like they don't, they don't have a consistent, stable system usually in any of the businesses. It's, re, it's very rare where everything functions like a well-oiled machine because they only pay attention to what's broken and they forget to maintain what works well. And you have to maintain it. I really like what you said. When it turns around, it'll turn back around. Um, I, I heard an analogy. Um, I think it was. I think it was actually the prime minister here in Australia that said it. Um, right at the outset, they were talking about the economic impact of this thing, and of course, we didn't know what we didn't know three weeks ago when he when he said it. But but I remember. I recall he said it, it's not going to be like an upside down bell curve where everything falls off the cliff and then for an extended period of time we're going to scrape along the bottom and, and take back off. It, it's more, more the, the downturn is more like a V. We, we come down really sharp and really rapidly and then we get through it really quickly and then we go back to where we were really quickly like that as well. And in that crash, because we go down so fast and so hard, people crash at the bottom there and they end up stay there inevitably. And if you've, if you've got almost first to market mover advantage in these opportunities, when the market, when consumers come back, when the market comes back, that opportunity is, is just right for the picking there for you as well. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I don't mean that at the expense of businesses or people that have failed, but that's just the reality. Your, your chances uh, of major success are, are better than any time in history in the, in the 21st century for sure. I, I, that's what I believe. I agree. I agree because it's such a quick fall. Think about it. It will spike up because Every, like in in US right now, it's like somebody turned the country off. People said you can't go to work or you can't do this. Just as quickly, they're gonna say get back to work. So within 24 hours, oh. millions of businesses are gonna <laughs> open. So right, it's gonna be a spike. So whoever is left behind is left behind, and everybody who was being busy during this time mm. is gonna is gonna really pick up a lot of the sh- the lion's share of the market. But this is also where when you pivot. So, for example, I work with bigger, with bigger companies, right? So, and I understand that uh, I can also help a lot of the smaller guys right now by creating very cheap digital mini courses and trainings because mm-hmm. it sells on volume. So, I'm all about it. I'm cranking out $50 products, 60 70 because it sells in volume. And I'm, I'm okay with that. Like it doesn't hit my ego that I have to go from uh, thousands of char- charging a thousand per client or charging a $50 for a digital product. I'm all doesn't about matter. it, but I'm t- teaching, right? So I'm teaching people, I'm giving the value. So everybody out there, there is always something to sell. And people are buying like crazy because now that they're home, they want to pivot their income. They're looking for ways to learn to buy, to for ways to learn to make money online. This is a, 
unfortunately, sadly, but it's a golden opportunity for, for a lot of people that are going to get on it fast. And you know, nothing bad comes of it either because those people that do jump onto those things and get started with that on the other side of it, they have an income online, which is a, a really right. good thing for them. One of, the, uh, one of the reasons that I wanted to bring you on the show today, Regina, and have this conversation with you is because I know that you work with and you have worked in the past with businesses that have been in distress. And you mentioned before at the top of the show with a bunch of chapter 11s and when those things happen, you, the leaders of the organizations have to make hard decisions about sending people on leave without pay, sending them on long service leave, even though it's not ready, they're not ready for that and they might have been saving that for something else, or they have to let people go. And I just wanted to get your sort of thoughts and opinions around making hard decisions in these really unprecedented times, really, and what can leaders do to maybe soften the blow and cushion that a little bit for the people that they have to deal with. Cause it's hard for everybody. It's hard for the leaders and it's hard for the people on the receiving end of it as well. You know, for the leaders, it is extremely difficult. I've seen grown men literally cry over having to let employees go that have invested their lives into their business. So it's, it's extremely difficult. Listen, I'm a tough cookie and I've cried when I had to let people go. It's devastating. But then you make a decision, right? Do I save uh, two, three families? Or do I say, let go of two, three families? Because I'm saying one employee, a whole family depends on a paycheck. Or do I let the whole company tank that, that's supporting 300? So, I mean, these are hard decisions and you're dealing with people's lives. These are incredibly difficult decisions. But I also have to tell you, I've noticed a lot of the times when you let people go, somehow or some way or another, those people end up being better off. They find a better job, something more suitable, uh, because you start to look who's the better fit for the company, right? Because mm -hmm. that's kind of that's when you start to weed people out. But as leaders, we have to make difficult decisions. We as the head of the household, you have to make a difficult decision every single day, right? Finances, kids, spouse, whatever, whatever that means for you. So it is, it's very hard. Um, it is very difficult when I have to tell the leader that we have to cut or this and that. But also, it's a, uh, it's a learning opportunity, teaching opportunity for me because what the business owners don't realize is when they have to file a chapter 11, when they have to go out of business, this is nothing but a trail of decisions that they made along the way, right? And the only way that I can reorganize a company, if I can reorganize the thinking process of a business owner, because if I help them reorganize and I leave and nothing here changed, they're going to fail again because mm -hmm. they've learned nothing. They just go back to making their normal decisions. And their decisions is what got them in trouble in the first place. So reorganizing is a massive concept. But first and foremost, we work with people. My job is to reorganize the, the CEO. But these decisions are hard. They're hard. But keep in mind also, by the time a, a business owner has filed, they've really put their whole family on the line. They've depleted all their savings. They've taken the money out of the house. There is so much goes on that employees don't know. And ultimately... My job is to save the company and the family of the CEO because the CEO is the brain behind the whole operation, right? Because if the CEO goes down, not, no employees have work. Mm. So you save the asset. The asset is the CEO. You save the asset and then you shore everybody else up. Yeah. And, and don't, that makes sense. 
if you end up being a leader in that position, please make sure you look after yourself as well. Um, they're, they're very trying times. Make sure you're sleeping right. Make sure you're not drinking coffee, alcohol, all of the craziness that goes on with that. Now more than ever, it is mm-hmm. really, really important that you look after your health if you're in a leadership position like that. What would you say, for, for me here in, here in Sydney in Australia, what I'm seeing going on with the conversations that I'm having on a daily basis, and I'm recording two or three of these shows a day, and I'm also um, I'm talking to clients and customers. I've got a bunch of things happening. I'm, I'm busier than ever, surprisingly, um, which is kind of kind of cool. It's fun. I'm really enjoying what I'm doing. Um, and what I'm seeing shake out is the new normal is social distancing, really. That's, that's what it is. And hopefully we don't get locked down uh, here in Australia. They, they've said so far that that's actually not going to happen. I do know that it happened in the UK overnight. Um, it's happening to you guys there in the States as well. So far, so good here in Australia. That hasn't needed to happen. Um, but what, what are you seeing as the future of this, Regina? What, what's your gut tell you? What are you feeling? I, uh, you know, <clears throat> this is not the first disaster of the universe. So historical, like I said, historical evidence dictates that things happen. Uh, the difference between this time versus many other times this is like an, this is a global scale, right? This is not just a country at a time. This is not a state at a time. This is not a continent at a time. This is global. So um, th- this is massive. This is massive. But I, look, we're gonna we're gonna push through it. But I think economically, like I know for for the United States, it's going to leave. Maybe it'll take us a week or two or three to get back to work. But it's going to leave years and years and years of financial chaos and devastation because now here it's a massive domino effect because people cannot pay for rent business owners cannot pay for rent therefore uh, they can't pay the mortgages and the properties or the buildings the 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 banks are out of money so it's a massive domino effect so uh, i think we're going to be back in action sooner than people think but the cleanup process is going to take i would be surprised if not seven to ten years i mean this is massive devastation think about it most businesses are literally out of business. And for this whole week, everything has been closed. Hmm. I, which if means go, no if it pay- goes on for a couple of months, then what? People can't afford for it to go for a, for a week or two because they don't have the cash reserves, either personally, families, or businesses. So hmm. it's a massive, it's like a wildfire. It's, gonna, it's spreading like wildfire. It's, it's, and people are getting, my concern is that that people don't get too aggressive, right? When people get scared, people get aggressive. I'm hearing people are starting to load up on guns and things like that. And guns in the hands of stupid people is a horrible idea. Uh, it, it's, just, it's getting out of control. That's the fear. That's, that's the concern. It, it can ask things like this. It's like, a, you know, it's like catching fire. It, it, it gets out of hand and you can't catch it at some point unless it, you just have to let it burn out. And I believe that we're in that state right now and it's going fast. It's spreading fast. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing here as the conversations that I, I'm having with people is, um, I look at my inbox before and there was probably 10, 10 messages there from people I haven't heard of or from for ages. And uh, some were clients. So I think it was three or four of them were clients and other people were just people that I know, just other business owners. And it feels to me like something that's happening is a little bit of a shift towards some collabs. Um, YouTubers are, are famous for collaborations. You know, I want my channel to blow up, so I'm going to try and get a, do a collab with that guy or girl over there. Um, and I feel like that that's happening here via Zoom 
in Australia as well. And I think that that's going to happen throughout the world where businesses can't operate in isolation anymore. They, they're not for the foreseeable future operate in a face-to-face capacity. So it's all going to come online and the activities are going to come online, but you can't really go and win the business by yourself because you need someone to help you open the door to get in there. And the only way you can do that is with collabs. All of that networking and that type of thing has existed forever. But I think this is a, a, a new beginning for all of that. It's a, it's a dawn of a new age of business collaboration online via video platforms like we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Yeah, it's, in, it's, it's forcing people to play nice. It's forcing people to come together. It's teaching us to, um, it's teaching us that we need one another. So good things are coming out of it, I can't say. But I think because there's so much bad happening and so much fear we can't see the good yet. And I understand because I feel like the entire, the entire world is, is in survival mode at this point. Mm. And when you get into survival mode, you know, like when I get into survival, survival mode, I get really tight, narrow vision, and, you know, like, a, like I'm a military soldier. So I, I think a lot of people can't see, uh, you know, past that right now. But we will at some point, like anything else, we will. Yeah, we'll get we'll get past it. What about from a personal perspective, Regina? Uh, are you okay? Are your are your family okay? Your kids all right? What what about your kids at home? There, they driving you crazy? No, my kids are actually older. They drive me crazy, but differently. Uh, I have a I have a daughter that's almost sixteen. So teenagers drive you crazy whether they're in school or not. And I have one that's twenty three. That's a different type of crazy, not as bad anymore. So she's grown, but the sixteen year old. But they're they're healthy and they're safe. They're out of school. Mm-hmm. Uh, she can't wait to get back to school. That's a, that's a day I never thought would come. You know, she hates it. You know, it's like, who, whose kid are you? And I guess more kids are complaining. They want to go back to school and, uh, they never thought they would say it. And we as parents never thought it would happen. So, uh, thank God I'm okay. My only job right now is to really keep my, keep my clients, uh, sane, keep them focused and keep them pushing a, a minute by minute because everybody's getting affected. Everybody's getting affected on my side with, with work. So my job right now is to make sure I'm okay so that I can make sure they're okay. And for that, I meditate, I journal, I, I study my Bible so that I'm good so I can hold them up. That, that's what I'm doing. What about from a practical perspective? Can you, can you go outside and go up the shops if you need to get a loaf of bread or a bottle of milk or something like that? Yeah, we can, but... Uh, a lot of this, I don't know if you, if you, if you guys are seeing it in the news, I'm sure you're seeing it on Facebook. A lot of the shelves are empty. It's, it's insane. I went to buy eggs. They, they said I can only buy one pack of eggs. I never thought I would hear that in the United States. I listen, I come from Russia, a socialist regime, but I, I feel like I'm back there. You know, I've been here for 30 years, but I know what empty shelves look like. So now in my Russian community, you know, we're kind of laughing about it. We escaped it and now it's here, but the lines are out the door. Uh, you can't buy certain necessities, but it's causing, because people are buying in bulk, they're literally clearing out the stores and the toilet paper. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Mm. <laughs> I'm sure you're seeing it, but it creates a problem for the elderly because they can't buy in bulk. They can't buy, you know, 20 gallons of milk or 20 loaves of bread. They can only buy. And so when they get there, it's not there. So I think some of the stores, which I really love and respect for, they started to open their stores just, I think, for like senior citizen. And they only let them in for a certain time so they can buy what they need. So I love that. We're we're trying as a community to do that. Yeah, it sounds like yeah. a similar experience here as well. They got between seven and eight in the morning for the, all the oldies with a senior's card. You can go in there and, 
and do that. Uh, luckily, our shelves are, are reasonably well stocked. Whenever I've been, it's okay. Yeah, there's a toilet paper issue. Uh, my pandemic preparation finished six weeks ago, so I got plenty of stuff before it all went uh, before it all went sideways or went south, if you like. So that's pretty good. Well, Regina, thank you so much for coming on uh, your reality check with Rob and the Goal In Show today. I really appreciate you giving us a little bit of an insight into your world, and you got some great hints and tips there. If people wanted to connect with you during this crazy time in the world, what's the best way for them to do that? The best way is my Facebook profile. They can find me like that or my website. Okay. And I've got some actually some, I have some free things that they can download how to, you know, fail proof your business and scale to seven figures. So it's a lot of information that I've put together. So it's all free. People can just go and grab it if they'd like. All right. And if you're listening to this as a podcast, just take a little peek at your phone and all of the links to Regina's websites and to her socials and the downloads will be right there. And if you're watching this on YouTube, just scroll on down and it's right there in the show notes. Well, that pretty much wraps it up for the show today. If you've got a message or a comment uh, for me, you can reach out via the GoAllIn website. Just visit goallin.com.au. Click on the contact tab and you can send me an email right there. Or alternatively, if you're watching this on YouTube, just pop a message in the comments below and both Regina and I will see that and we will respond to you personally. All right, that uh, wraps it up. So, hey, make sure you stay safe. Wash your hands. Wash those hands, baby. Watch, did you see that video of those Indian guys dancing around, washing their hands? Have you seen that? I'll put a link to that in it as well. It's really funny. Uh, it's like a Bollywood style dancing. There's like six of them dancing around, washing their hands. They go on the top, on the bottom, on the side, on their thumb. It's really clever. Look like a bunch of surgeons or something. All sorts of craziness. The world's gone mad. Don't worry about the pandemic. The world's gone mad. All right, let's wrap this one up and let's get out of here. We'll see you soon. It's bye for now. <laughs>